Welcome to the Father's Four Podcast, everyone. We're just four dads sitting around talking about how to be good dads. I'm Spencer Seal. I'm Trevor Beasley. I'm Brian Packer. And I'm Forrest Cole. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to succeed at being a father and a husband at the same time. Who wants to kick it off? Well, I, I guess from Trevor's face, I guess uh, I guess me. Um, I think it goes down to um, being on the same side as your wife. Sometimes it feels like you're on different sides. You know, you want... Uh, it, this happened just the other night. Um, my wife and I were putting our kids to bed, and we weren't fighting, but we were angling for who got to put our daughter to bed because she takes longer to put to bed. Mm. And whoever was doing that is not doing the dishes. <laughs> and so, oh, you, um, you know, and if I was less selfish or maybe uh, more concerned with my wife's needs, I would have said, hey, let me put Matthew down, then I'll go clean and do the dishes, and you can just sing Robin to sleep and fall asleep yourself, whatever. Um, but we were both competing for the one that would take longer so we wouldn't have to do the mm. dishes. In that moment, we were very obviously not on the same side. So I think it first requires not being antagonistic toward each other that's hilarious the strategy oh I it's know. always the yeah. dit around something like the dishes it right? is mm-hmm. is it an or cleaning the bathroom oh yeah oh yeah it's it, like you're like doing yeah you don't you don't even not, have to you say don't anything say you it, just but kinda, you're doing little things here and there dance. you're it's like yeah. mi- you're like milk yeah you're like mm-hmm. rushing to hurry and put her to bed yeah and, yeah but i mean she sees right through that crap <laughs> I mean, we, we both know exactly what the other person is doing it's like nuclear negotiations no one's actually <laughs> saying what we're really thinking but we know what's going on i know there's <laughs> missiles but i haven't, yes. I haven't <laughs> fired them yet that's hilarious i feel like just communicating up front and i think that's kind of because as you mentioned neither of you are like literally saying hey i want to take this kid because xyz um but i think in order to be on the same page, communicating up front is huge because then you know what the other person expects. So like with my wife, I feel like more recently um, I've been crazy busy at work. And so I felt a ton of guilt being so busy and she's had to take on a lot more of you know taking care of the kids. And normally I'd be able to you know, come home and help out at night more. Um, but being able to communicate with her and have her communicate back to me and say like, hey, I know that you're really busy at work. And yeah, it's like a little bit more stress on me to have to take the kids a little more. But I don't want you to feel stressed or feel guilty, you know, that you're not taking on because I, mm-hmm. I know that you're you know caught up in these other things. And that was huge for me to like realize that I'm doing what I can. I can step in when I have time. But that she, like, I don't have to feel all that extra guilt because she let me know, like, I'm okay. Like, I can do it. You help when you can. And so I think that was really big for us to be on that same page and not have me constantly feel like I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. And then getting even more stressed out and more, you know, burnt out because I'm trying to do too much when she is fine. Yeah. I mean, I think communication is major right and as i'm thinking about this i think the key to being a good father is being a good husband yeah right and i think a lot of the things that 
you know, as we've said multiple times, we're not perfect, but the, the good fatherly traits I have are the things that I learned being a husband. Mm -hmm. And I, we, how, how soon after you got married, did you have kids? We were, we found out we were expecting our first on our, that week of our fifth anniversary. Yeah. We kind of, we waited a little bit of time. We both wanted to get done with school. So that it was a little bit for us. We'd been married, um, 23 months when our first kid was born. We were about three years. Three years. Okay. We were, let's see. Now I can't think about it. We got married in 2012 and August was born in 2017. So about like, it was like four and a half years. Mm -hmm. And the reason I asked that question and this goes for me and, and maybe it goes for you guys, but I think in that time it was nice to have that time together. Yeah, for sure. Because we learned so much about each other and you know, you know, as you guys know, Brooke and I got married late in life. It's our first marriage and we had had relationships, but we'd never been married, but we had all that time to learn how to communicate. We were terrible. I was a terrible communicator (laughs) when we first got married. I should have been so much better, but I was terrible at it. But I think, you know, all that time working to, to be a better husband working and figuring out like, you know, I remember the, one of the big things was, um, we would often fight and I, did I, maybe I mentioned this before. We would often fight about like intentions rather than the actual thing. Right. It, yeah. It'd be, she'd be say, you hurt my feelings. I'd say, but I didn't mean but to. But I didn't mean to. But you did. And she'd be like, "But you did." And I say, "But I didn't mean to." So I should, you know, it should be okay, right? That's basically yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. Without probably without actually saying it, and eventually she was like, she said to me, "Look, I just need you to validate my feelings, whether you meant to or not." And that was a huge thing for me. And I see that kind of stuff even with my boys, right? That I am the things I learned as a husband. I'm translating into being a father. And I think it's been a really valuable process for me personally. Yeah. I think one thing, one thing that kind of came to mind for me um, as we've been talking about this is the fact that uh, one thing my wife will always, you know, talk about with me is that, you know, it's, it's, and it's a good reminder too of be careful how you speak to me or how you speak to others or how you behave because you're, you know, the boys mimic that and they do. Mm. And as they're older, you start to see traits in them that it's like, dang it. I wish, <laughs> I wish I would have not done that because now they're doing it, but it's, but it is a, it's a constant reminder, you know, of they're speaking that way to me right now because you just did. And mm-hmm. still what, almost 28 years later of being married, you know, is still, those are things that still come up from time to time. And it's, uh, I haven't, I'm getting better. I promise. <laughs> We're always getting better. I worry about that stuff all the time. Yeah. About like something I'm doing or saying, I'm like, oh man, when my boys are like 15, they're going to, they're going to do it. You know, I'm like ruin them forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's always scary. You think about like, especially like at my kids age, they're both sponges right now. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
I feel like I have to like walk on eggshells sometimes. I'm like, man, anything that I do or say wrong, that's going to stick with them. And I'm going to hear it in, you know, a, a year or a couple months. And so, yeah, I feel like modeling, modeling behavior in how you treat others and especially how you treat your spouse, um, is a huge first step in being like a good role model and a good parent because yeah, they do pick up on that and they, they see like, that's how I treat people. That's how I should be treating people. Mm -hmm. And so if you're treating people well, that's what they're going to learn. But then, yeah, like if you're being like disrespectful or, you know, that's also what they're going to learn. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's something to keep in mind. It's definitely yeah. something to keep in mind. I mean, I'm at the point now, you know, with having older boys where it's, you, you know, they, my dad died almost six years ago, but my boys still remember him very yeah. well. And it's like, you act just like grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're starting to act like me sometimes. So, it, you know, yeah, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, kid. Right. I think, um, all of what we're talking about is so great for establishing trust with, you know, our spouses and our kids. Um, I, I recall a time shortly after Steph and I were married. Um, you know, your first year of marriage is such like a kind of a crapshoot. You know, yeah. you're you're really you're getting to know each other. And it's um, it's impossible to really get to know somebody the way you do when you're just married, you know, like yeah. it's, it's such a unique experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and Steph and I kind of had our first, not fight, but I guess a fight. Sure. Um, but <laughs> she, she, she handled it extremely Steph well. Steph says it was a fight. But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe cause I was the villain. I don't know. Um, but she handled it really well. She came into, I think she just came into the marriage with a lot of readiness and a lot of maturity. Um, And um, she was responsible, respectful, listened, tried to understand. And um, there I was this like young, I was just young and dumb. And um, I subconsciously was able to develop trust in her because in that crappy day, I was like, man, my wife handled that really well. I can have confidence going forward mm. that she is not going to be um, mean or unkind or, or whatever. And then I had the thought of she probably does not have that same confidence about me right now. <laughs> right. Um, and I think about that with our kids. You know, I'm as we're talking now, I'm like, I wonder if Robin has the confidence that I will not yell at her when she's um, being being bad uh, yeah. or, or mis- misbehaving. And the confidence that you can have in a marriage and the confidence that your children can have in you, that's huge. Yeah. You know, you, mm-hmm. I really hope that my wife and my kids have confidence in me to behave and act and respond in appropriate ways when stuff is hard or crappy. Yeah. I guess time will tell. Right. <laughs> I think all of our wives, though, probably were like, what did I get myself into? Oh, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every, I'm sure. I mean, I know. We're all punching. Yeah. Out. The first time I watched three football games in one day, I think my wife was like, holy crap. She's like, this is what it's going to be like. <laughs> yeah. We got married during football season and um, yikes. <laughs> you, 
he <laughs> broke our broke the one of the first rules in our house. You don't get married during football or basketball season. Is that a rule in your house? That's what I yeah. Amber and I both <laughs> we got married in August for yeah. that reason. We're like, there's we don't have to worry about people having to decide whether they're going to go to our wedding reception or the game. Yeah. You know, so recently Mm -hmm. when I had to give, when I couldn't go to a basketball game because we went to our son's, one of his best friends had to be there for all the wedding stuff all that day. I was like a little bummed, but, (laughs) but wanted to support her because she's such a sweet girl, but it's like, yeah, but there's a basketball game tonight (laughs) and I have to let someone else use my ticket. Give him like a used present. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I bet you there's a tremendous amount of families that plan life events around sporting events. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I think about football fans in Texas or Ohio yeah. or the mm-hmm. South. Harriman, yeah. Utah. Harriman, Utah. <laughs> yep. Utah, you know. My, if my um, boys do and it's the day of a game, you know, if they do and it's the day of the game, dad's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, they know where I'll be. Be a present. I mean, when I was <laughs> right. coaching college football in a past life, my first real career and life plan, the busiest time of year is probably August. You know, it's right. in fall camp. I'm doing yeah. practicing and meeting and blah, 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 blah from sunup to sundown. <laughs> and uh, my wife's birthday is in August. Mm. And so the plan at the time was for me to be coaching college football forever. And so I basically said, hey, sweetie, for the next like mm, 40 years, we're just going to celebrate <laughs> your birthday some other time. <laughs> and because my wife's amazing, she's like, I get that as part of the life. Now, I've since changed careers, but that was the understanding yeah. that we had at the beginning. So, yeah. Right. That's a thing. Yep. That's a thing. That's for sure. That's interesting. So this is off topic, I think, but there's a, there's sort of a trope in movies that like it's, it'll be a married couple or talk about rom-coms now. It could be a couple (laughs) in a relationship, you know, let's say for example, they're they're They married a football coach. Mm hmm. And that football coach, a certain part of the year, is always gone, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually that spouse gets upset because they're always gone. And there's a part of me that's like, but you knew. Yeah. You knew what you signed up for, right? <laughs> so I'm glad that uh, Steph was uh, willing to go along yeah. with it, you know? Because mm-hmm. you know what you sign up for, right? When you yeah. get into something, but... Um, that's a little bit off the topic, but, um, I think I'll go back to the topic. I think, and I think we are saying this, but I think loving, loving your wife is a great way to be a father too, right? Because you show that example, if you really outwardly love your wife. Um, but I think the biggest struggle for me, if we're, if I'm talking about being a husband and a father is maybe being the husband part because of commitments to our children. Yeah. You know, I think you've said it before and I've said it, you, you can have these weeks or even months sometimes when you feel like two ships passing in the night. For sure. Right. And it's like you get to this place, you get to the end of the day, it's nighttime and you're so tired that, and at least is what we do. We just like fall down in bed and watch mindless TV until we fall asleep. And I, and we 
both of us have to remind ourselves to like take that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not every night, but to go on a date night or do something for ourselves because we're so focused on raising our children and focused on the on trying to raise good sons and all of those things that we forget about ourselves sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, Steph and I, we kind of have a ritual of, we don't, like you said, not every night, but you know, we, we do the same thing. We watch just kind of mindless TV right now. We're binge watching New Girl. Great stuff. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> never seen it. Um, I know what it is, but I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, no, this, this will be re-aired as a five-star review of uh, New Girl. Um, <laughs> but uh, that time is important. New Girl fan. Um, and it's not just to decompress, but so that the other party knows that you prioritize each other, Yeah, you know, um, and that goes a long way. Um, speaking of prioritizing, I have a question for you guys. Do you think it's harmful or beneficial for your children to understand that you as the husband and dad prioritize time with your wife over I I think it's super positive that's what I think now I don't know I mean my dad you know for all of his absences and stuff he he taught me this in my 20s he used to talk to me about this he was like the most when you're a husband and a father the most important person in that relationship has to be your wife yeah she has to be the most important even over your kids and i don't think i understood what he meant at the time but i i think i do understand that because now that i'm in the experience of being a husband i see how important it is to put um you know, I was at this conference all day and we talked so much about mental health. And I think it's really important to put your wife's mental health above everything else. So yeah. if your kids are driving her crazy, she comes first. Right? Not your kids or the my royal you, your right? Your kids are yeah. driving <laughs> your kids <Brooke> crazy. Then. <laughs> I think my kids were legit driving you guys crazy. No, no, they were great. They were great. But do you know what I'm, do you know what I mean? It's it's important to put I believe it's a very healthy thing. It teaches them that their mom is super important to their dad. And and I and especially me raising boys, I think that's going to be really important a lesson for them to learn as they get to that place where they're in a relationship and get married and have kids. I think it's in line with what we've already said, like you're starting with being on the same page, starting with, you know, communicating and you can't do that if you're not prioritizing your spouse, but then also you're modeling behavior. And so you can't do that if you're only, you know, prioritizing your kids, they're not going to learn what it means to, you know, prioritize mom. And they're not going to learn what it means to, you know, have, people in your life who kind of have like a hierarchy. Um, so I would say definitely a good thing. I would say in practice as well. Um, obviously you're not going to pick Stephanie every time and be like, Oh, the kids are screaming. Who needs them? 
<laughs> Let's go out on a date. You know, Let like him ignore yeah. them. Like, I love the sound of children. Exactly. Like obviously, you're gonna you know meet their needs, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't think that that necessarily means that you're putting Steph below mm-hmm. because in meeting their needs. You know, I'm sure she doesn't love to hear screaming kids any more than you do. And so you're kind of, you know, meeting her needs at the same time as meeting theirs, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you, yeah. And you can love, put your wife first and still love your children to the like absolute extreme. That's not mutually, excu- mm-hmm. mutually yeah. exclusive, right? right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, sometimes prioritizing your wife is taking the kids and spending time with them. That's right. Yeah. In a completely different room. That's right. Your wife. That's, <laughs> that's what our night was tonight. Yeah. I got home. And the girls apparently had been a little bit rough. And so it was like, I got home and Brittany was like, Hey, I want to not be in the same room as them. So (laughs) I was like, cool, we'll we'll go eat dinner or something, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly what it was. Is like, you go have some you time, Mm -hmm. you know, you've been with them all day. You've had them all day. They've been a little hectic and I'll get them. I'll put them down to bed, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that was like, what you said, prioritizing her yeah. while also like focusing on them. Yeah. And I, there aren't a lot, there are couples who can't do that. Yeah. Right. Who can't mm-hmm. say to their, a, you know, a wife can't say to their husband, Hey, can you take these kids? You know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think I've heard, I've heard for, you know, I've heard through the grapevine at some points and, wherever I've lived that, you know, unfortunately there are couples that don't have that communication, you know, or so, that they have, cause I feel like it's like a, uh, sometimes cultural or even just generational. Sure. Yeah. Where, absolutely. Like even just a little older generations, you know, absolutely. even my parents' generation, it was more like mm-hmm. mom stays home. She takes care of the kids. Yeah. Dad has next to nothing to do with the kids. You know, might read them a bedtime story but he goes to work and that's his yeah. role. And so I feel like sometimes it's not even that it's like mom can't say that. She feels like she can't communicate it. It's mm-hmm. that dad doesn't care. Like yeah. it's not going to change yeah. because that's not his role. So and I want to hear from you, Brian, cause you're on the other end of the spectrum from us, but how, what are some examples of how we can take the time with our wives to maintain a good, healthy relationship. Obviously we said date night, but do you guys have any other examples? Um, I mean, I think, you know, on, I'm just thinking of, you know, the, what I've gone through and the, the date night thing. I mean, they, it goes from what you would consider, you know, a date night when you're younger to as you're older, the date night might be running to Costco together. Yep. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Let's cut, you know, Hey, I'm going to the store. Do you want to come with? And those, you know, those are the opportunities there Costco too. Costco pizza makes a great Yeah. Um, I think for us though, too, is it's, we have a, we have a lot of things in common that we enjoy to do together. And one of those big things that we're both like itching to, to get to right now, um, because as you know, this long winter is, uh, we love working out in the yard together. Mm. And so that's an opportunity where we can be together and, you know, Amber's taken a, over the, over many years has just taken a great love for gardening and she'll rattle off the names of these, you know, pl- 
plants and this and that. And I want to get this. I'll get a text. Hey, check this, you know, this one out. And I'm, and I'm like, I don't remember what that, is. you know, just, she's great with all the names and everything and that, but still, but we, you know, we, she has a great mind for that. And it's something that we, you know, and I like to do projects and I like to dig in and help with stuff. And so that's one of those things where we, we get to spend a lot of time together throughout the year. Cool. I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so what I gathered out of that was just time carved out. Yeah. Where it's just the two of you. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. That's right. And try to get the boys to come on and help sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> they they do a great job with helping. But yeah, time, time it's carving out time, whatever that is. If it's, if it's that or working on a different project, you know, um, we love doing stuff around the house. And, uh, but also too, at this time of year. There's a little bit more of, hey, we need to catch up on a couple of our shows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The boys are off at the gym or one of them's at school or whatever. And let's let's watch this. You know, we haven't watched this episode yet. So do you remember some things you did when the kids were young? When the kids were young, um, you know, it's kind of interesting because I, I look back at like we've never been the type of couple that, you know, has gone on a lot of like vacations, just the two of us. You know, I, I think of that a lot. Um, we've done a lot of stuff together as family. Mm-hmm. So the boys have been, you know, they've benefited a lot from, you know, we, we go and do things together. We go on trips together, whatever it may be. But um, I think a lot of it just goes back to, we've talked about it before. Um, our family's lives revolve a lot around sports too. Yeah. And so participate, you know, whether it's watching our boys play, you know, when, when they were playing games when they were younger or, watching our favorite teams, whatever it may be, you know, a lot of stuff kind of centers around that as well. So that's cool. I think, uh, another strategy that's great for, um, strengthening your marriage when you have kids is sacrificing for the other. Mm-hmm. One of the sweetest and most tender things that my wife has ever said to me was, thank you for doing X. I know you did not enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, both of us benefit from that so much. She can feel my love for her because I sacrificed or did something that I didn't want to do or didn't enjoy, um, but for her. And I get the, the validation and mm-hmm. um, the satisfaction of, oh, she noticed and she appreciates and recognizes. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah, it feels great. It feels right. amazing. And it makes me more likely to do it again. Yeah, that's right. Right. Um, right. You know, it's, it's a, it's a positive cycle, you yeah. know? Yep. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, men, we're just simple dogs. Um, but also a great example for being a father too. Mm-hmm. Right. Because those are the kinds of things you can teach your kids and, you know, maybe your kids are maybe kids, maybe some of our kids are too young to notice those things, but they might subconsciously or, mm-hmm. As they get older, they'll see those things yeah. too. Eventually, they for will. sure. Yep. Not that this is like a brownie point line, but also a good thing to say to your wife. I think that I've more recently started to realize, like, when I show her that I recognize the things that she's doing and the extra effort that she's putting mm-hmm. in, or even just what I would, you know, maybe take for granted has just the things that she normally does like, you know, Hey, she did the laundry, she did the dishes, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, but acknowledging those and saying like, man, I really appreciate you did that. Um, that goes a long way because then 
she feels the same way that, you know, you feel like mm-hmm. validated and mm-hmm. feels like maybe this is all worth it type of a thing. Yeah. Good point. I, I think, yeah, yeah. Great point. I, I was terrible. I may still be terrible at that. Um, but that was one of the contentions in our early relationship, our early marriage, because I just didn't compliment. I didn't. Yeah. And I, I don't know why it just wasn't where I don't come from a super expressive, um, like intimate family. Yeah. I mean, intimate, that, maybe that's not the right word. We're not very, we don't hug a lot. We're not, you know, in that kind of, in that kind of no, way. And totally right. Yeah. And we don't, you know, we don't do that. We don't say those kinds of things to, we know we didn't say those kinds of things to each other while I was growing up. Yeah. And so I come into this marriage and you know, she's like, why didn't you say anything that I, that I cleaned the house all day? And I was like, oh, I thought it, but I just didn't say it. Can't even tell you how many times I said that. <laughs> but probably where you are now compared to where you were 10 years ago. Oh, massive. Right? Massive. Like night and day because you've, you've, you've been able to learn from those experiences yeah. and you've been willing to. Yeah, for sure. Willing for sure. to learn and, and develop and grow. Mm-hmm. And I still catch myself. Like there was an example the other day. I can't, can't remember what it was, but. I remember thinking it and I remember thinking to myself also, you need to, you need to, you need say, to say something. This. <laughs> yeah. Took me three days to finally <laughs> say it. Forest. But I did, you know, and I think, you know, part of it is I forgot or, you know, it wasn't like intentional. You probably got distracted would, by the boys I and got I had to start helping right? them with something. But I said it, you know, and she was very, she was thankful. And I think, I think that's a, what you, what you made was a great point because another way that we can be good husbands and that will rub off and that makes us good fathers because we'll teach our kids that yeah i I recall a time where um i was really this is like one of my earliest memories i was really young and my dad was gonna work and he had told me the day before he left really early so i I wouldn't ever see him anymore he told me the day before, the next day that he and I were going to go like play in the yard or play catch. I honestly don't really remember what it was, but I had been looking forward to it all day. And then, um, as happens a lot, um, crap hits the fan, you know, or the, the house is a mess, the dishes need doing, um, whatever. So dad gets home and he says, hey, instead of doing what we we're supposed to do that you've been looking forward to, why don't you and I, I think it was like clean the house or clean the yard or You're like, whatever. oh, and man. And I was like, are you for real? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we You're did the that. worst dad ever. <laughs> so we did that together. And I was mad the whole time um, because I was like a selfish five-year-old. Um, and I was like, dad, why? We're supposed to be out playing catch. Why are we doing this crap? And he just said, so your mom doesn't have to. And in my five, I'm, I'm like shocked that I could articulate this as a five-year-old. But I was like, so you're... Uh, prioritizing her above me. Mm. And he looked at me like I just flew in from another planet. (laughs) (laughs) His response was something like, of course, of course I am, you know, and that stuck with me and it was meaningful. Mm. And I've remembered that a lot. And, um, Mm. that was a good learning experience, uh, for me. And one of my earlier lessons in marriage management. Yeah. I think that's great. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Learning who the boss is. Mm-hmm. But we still spend time together, though. 
That's we right. weren't really doing something I didn't want to do. We, you know, yeah, as a five-year-old, you're bummed and uh-huh. bugged and upset, yeah. but now you're like, oh, I see the value in that. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you remembered it, so that's like a, that. that's an important thing. It's a very savvy move by dad. Still had some father son <laughs> time. Wife was happy. Well, he had to learn that with all the 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 siblings yeah. older than yeah. you yeah. before. Yeah, by right? that point, he'd been married. By like thirty for like thirty years, right? <laughs> right. So right. right. He, he was a pro yeah, at that yeah. point. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, he total pro. I was like that, you know, being the oldest of five kids. It's like you know, when you're the oldest, you're the guinea, guinea pig. pig yeah. mm-hmm. And first pancake. You're the yeah. You're the yeah. You're the friend. The first pancake's never the. No, it's always good. But um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Neil. I didn't mean it like that. I think about <laughs> so that funny. line every time I make pancakes on Saturdays. Because the first pancake always gets ah, destroyed. It's, it's like it's too brown or whatever. It's a funny phenomenon. That's my like problem. That. I'm, I'm I, a destroyed I like, pancake. I like that analogy. <laughs> I love pancakes. As we've been talking, I think another um, like strategy or tip that I picked up was early on in our marriage, Brittany and I would fight a lot. Well, not fight, but fight. We would have mm-hmm. Spencer kind of fights. Uh <laughs> About like, just that she felt like she was having to ask me to do stuff a lot. And so, <laughs> cat. So I, uh, what I learned was to be like, to anticipate what she would need or what the kids would need and like mm. beat her to the punch, I guess mm. you would say. So like, you know, we would be getting ready to go somewhere. And it was like, okay, I know that they're going to need jackets. I know they're going to need shoes. I know we're going to need the diaper bag. Mm-hmm. It's got to be packed. It's got to have these things. Um, you know, we may need an extra outfit. So just like trying to think ahead about all the mm. stuff that we would need or like, okay, where are we going? Where are we in? Trying to beat her to the punch instead of her having to say, hey, can you go get the kids' jackets? I've already got them. Like, mm. We're right here. We're ready to go. Um, or kids are getting out of the bath. And it's like, okay, I know they're going to, you know, need diapers, they're going to need jammies, whatever. So just getting those and getting them laid out while they're in the bath, Mm -hmm. because I know that that's the next step. That's what's coming up next. And that's been really big for us and has made it where um, she, she knows that I'm actively thinking about how I can help her, how I can help the kids and am taking steps to do that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And then that saves her from having to ask me and, you know, manage me and the kids. Um, and so that's been something that's really big. And I've noticed um, not to throw my in-laws under the bus, but my my wife's brother and sister-in-law don't do that very well. They are very much reactive rather than proactive. Mm-hmm. And that turns into more fights and more bickering because one or the other is doing something with the expectation of like, Hey, you know, you know, what's coming up next. We've done this a hundred times. Can you do it? And the other person doesn't. And so then when it gets to that point, they're both at wit's end and they're like, you know, this should have already happened. Why didn't it? And now I'm having to ask you to do it. So that like Mm -hmm. one thing and just like being proactive and being like thinking ahead a couple steps and, and taking those actions has been huge for us. What an art! The ability to prognosticate, you know, to read to, minds, to foretell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's huge. 
prognosticate. We need prognosticator. to get that dictionary. Prognosticator of prognosticators. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Um, I think. I mean, I, I, I love that. I, I try to do that as well, and and I think it. We can kind of. I can. Buy, I can bring two of the sort of conversations together. There's been a few times that I've done that sort of. So you know, August is in Taekwondo, and they get home later than. They, sh- you know, like they get, usually we do like dinner at five, bath at six, bedtime starts at seven, but he doesn't get home from Taekwondo until six o'clock. And so, and I usually get home at five thirty. Yeah. And so I remember the first couple times this happened, I'd come in and I, and I remember thinking, oh, they're going to get home. I need to start making dinner. And I remember Brooke coming home and being, I think she started to tear up. Even a little bit, you know, because she was so, because she had, she was, she was stressing probably stressing about, about it, right? And she yeah. came in and I had like dinner going and she just was like overcome with relief probably. Yeah. You know? yeah. Hot and Fabio I, in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, <"Ooh."> <laughs> <laughs> You know it. <laughs> but those moments are important. Those yeah. moments that we can be proactive, that we can... You know, think about the needs of our spouse. Think about what's going to help them to. Um, our big thing right now is um, uh, overstimulation. Yeah, we've been talking about that a lot and how she gets overstimulated. So, I'm. Oh, how she gets over. She gets overstimulated from. I didn't even like by the mayhem of the kids. Yeah. Just mayhem yeah. of the kids, right? And by the end of the day, on. she's like. We, you know, kind yeah. of like she has stuck. to wind, like yeah. really so wind, she has down. To wind down. So we're, I, I have been consciously trying to do things to help with that kind of stuff. And, um, one of them is to like, get rid of like clutter in the house. And yeah. so we've been trying to minimalize things and make it so it's like a nicer space for her. But I, you know, I wasn't necessarily, I think I maybe I talked to you about this before when I mentioned the Instagram reel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it, this wasn't something I was aware of for the first. I mean, August turns, just turned six. So for like five and a half years, that wasn't a sort of language that I had or yeah. understood until recently. And and it's so it's been it's been really nice talking to her about it. And I know she, that she really appreciates appreciates it. And it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to make life better for her and the kids, I think. In the for sure. Thank you, gents. Um, thanks for talking about how to succeed as a father and a husband. I think it's a really great topic. I think it's something we could probably return to and talk more about in the future. So yeah, yeah for sure. Um, thank you so much. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. You've been listening to the father's four podcasts. Take care. Bye. Bye. Good night. Bye.